Hey everyone, before we jump in, Miles and I are so grateful for all of your support and we want to remind you all to always dive within the limits of your training and experience and always follow the advice of your instructors and dive masters. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for formal dive instruction. We are thrilled to have this space to share our stories and experiences and thankful we get to share them with you. Stay safe out there and have fun. Again, welcome back. I'm Miles. I'm Jake. Welcome back to Free Free Descent. Descent. Yeah. This is Dive 2. We're talking traditions, rituals, dive habits. We're going to be doing a little cleanup from the last pod. Um, Um, Yeah, we're going to talk. Ooh, we're going to give. So before we start anything. Yeah. One, I want to give a big congratulations to Jake because he is now instructor Jake, not assistant instructor. As we mentioned in the last one, he would probably be instructor by now. And here we are. All the well wishes did him well. So yes, instructor Jake and instructor Miles, here we are. We are officially the same rank. Well, almost. Well, almost. My my, my certification hasn't actually, the paperwork hasn't gone through. But I passed the instructor exams uh, this week, this past weekend. So I'm officially an instructor. No, I, yeah. And IE went well? IE went well. How many, Um, what what are like your three big takeaways from it? There's there's a huge difference between styles and standards. Okay. And that's one of the things that we're, we actually have a whole podcast planned around styles and standards because it's something that matters like to all of mm-hmm. us as, as uh, dive professionals. Okay. Um, that's a big one. What's number two, like takeaway? Number two takeaway is that you don't realize how much you know about diving until someone asks you to talk for five minutes about <laughs> a, speci- a very specific topic in diving, like literally Ooh. one question on a knowledge review or something like that. Oh. And you realize you have to, in five minutes, you have to, well, first off, you have to talk for five minutes, which you I have my, to condense it to yeah, only I had, five I had minutes. A, my topic had to do with uh, slack tide. Oh, huh. Yeah, slack water at high tide. Oh, nice. Now, how do you talk for five minutes about slack water, right? You have to, you tie it to other things. You tie it to classes and, and, and yeah, things like that. Yeah, tie it to the environment. Yeah, exactly. So you don't realize how much you know uh, until you go through this. And, and like I think, animal patterns. Oh, yeah, know? absolutely. And, yeah. And, and other classes you can be, you know, promoting while you're teaching and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The third takeaway is that... Even though it is an exam and it is, you know, a development course and you are, there's, they throw a ton of stuff at you. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the course, you're, you're definitely prepared. It should still be fun. And yeah. I can tell you that the, the, the group of us that was having fun, I can pretty much, I don't know everybody's scores. I won't know everybody's scores. It doesn't matter. But, everybody's, but it felt like yeah. everyone who was having fun was a little more relaxed with it. It felt like they had an easier time of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that translated to better scores, but it definitely translated to but everybody more passed. relaxed. All the, everybody all the passed. homies passed, so we're all, good. All the homies passed. <laughs> um, we're all we're all instructors now. I know. I was kind of jealous. Like I saw you guys all like hanging out and having such a great time, well, and I was kind of. Sad. You could have been there, but where were you? Oh, I was in Hawaii. You were in Hawaii, and what were you not doing? <laughs> you didn't go on one dive in Hawaii. I did. I went on a free dive. Okay. Yes, you 
you did you did go on a free dive. Yeah. That's so totally yeah, dive against debris. I saw that. So you got to do a dive against debris. You pulled out this couple hundred feet of fishing line off yeah. the, off the reef while you were just doing a fun little snorkel out. Yeah. The, no, it's just cool yeah. how you know like things like that happen. Because this wasn't a dive trip, right? This was just nope. like a fun trip. No, it was a friend with yeah. So fun trip with family friends. Um, yeah. So. I think the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from stuff like that is knowing that even when it's not planned, even when you don't have any dives planned, one, you can still get out in the water and do fun things. We spent every day in the water even though I didn't dive. We went surfing, snorkeling, just hanging out. But also, I still got to be a part of an ocean cleanup. Yeah, With absolutely. that being said. So, and you know, when I go on dive trips, all I'm going to do is dive. I'm going to dive... Right. Five times a day. Five dives a day, five days a week. Yeah, yeah. and so, right. but then if I go on a family trip, it's really hard to incorporate that with diving. Right. Because then I also get involved with the dive community in the yep. area, and I yep. want to hang out with them. And you end up at the shop, and you end up getting yeah, beers, yeah. and you end and up so, doing all these sort of other things. Yeah, and so it takes with, yeah. me away from, like, my main purpose of being there. Yeah. So it just felt... This wasn't a dive trip. This was, you were going with friends. There yeah, was a, there so was some events for me, it just on. feels best to keep them separate, but yeah. that's just me. And you were telling me before we started recording about um, something you noticed while you were on your way there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, like, definitely as dive professionals, dive professionals are sort of nerdy, but we notice this and maybe a lot of other people <laughs> do and, and, and maybe they don't. Yeah, and so one thing I notice is that I'm super sensitive to pressure changes now. Mm -hmm. I have sensitive ears to begin with, but anytime I'm going down a mountain range. Mm -hmm. but it's, Like driving. Mm-hmm. But especially... In the plane on the way to Hawaii, I noticed that we were descending before it was announced. You start feeling the pressure change. Yeah, yeah. So I like sit my seat back up and like get ready to descend because I could feel that we were hitting that. You're still at like thirty thousand feet <laughs> before anybody else because I could feel it in my ears. Like I felt like mm. okay, I need gum now. I need to like continue to equalize pretty often because I didn't want to get a reverse. Equalize early and often. <laughs> and so I just thought that was funny. And then like yeah. ten minutes later, the pilot announces that we're descending. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nice. it's just kind of funny how things yeah. happen like that. Absolutely. All right. So last episode, you guys gave us some great answers and feedback on your best feelings in diving. If you guys haven't listened to episode one yet, that is how we end the episode. We are just discussing what our best feelings in diving are. So yeah, let's hear some from the audience. Yeah, so I have the list in front of me here, Miles. Okay. I'll give them to you, and you can kind of give me, like, your feedback on it. Okay. Um, I curated the best ones here, or what I think are the best ones. One of them was realizing that you're looking at a hidden part of the world. Like, yes. And I kind of went back and forth on this one about, uh, you know, what they meant by that. And it was about, you know, going underwater and seeing something that maybe 0.0001% of the world has ever seen. Yeah. And you're looking at sort of the raw core of the world that hasn't been affected by humanity. Or maybe it has, and that's the point, right? You're looking at a wreck or something like that. Or preserved better because exactly. of being under the water. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I definitely agree with that one. I think that was a good myth. That was a miss by us. I think that's a really good one. That, yeah. Like, that definitely, when I'm looking at really cool structure or I'm looking at a wreck or something, I'm like, wow, you know, the rest of the world has no idea what this looks like. 
they do they can see it in pictures and books and stuff like that and and pictures online and, and movies maybe but they have no idea what this actually looks like facing it you know face to face with yep. it so i think a wreck is a really good example of that I, absolutely or um or some really good like rock structure you you did mention structure i did on your on your podium <laughs> you did mention structure um so they sort of you know they did that was part of this this answer yeah. but i think also like wrecks and, and other stuff that you just you have no idea what the bottom of the ocean looks like unless you go and see it um, and that's one of the reasons why we love diving. So the next one was feeling like you're flying. Um, and I just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that's, really nothing better than that. I yeah. think that ties into our buoyancy. Yeah. When you hit that perfect neutral buoyancy, you're flying. And all the weight's taken off of you. Even your muscles start to relax a lot more. Well, this actually, this brings me to, to the next one. You see something and you giggle or you make like a face or you yell or you, you know, exclaim into your regulator and then you lose your buoyancy control because <laughs> whatever you're seeing is so cool. And I laughed when we got this one and I talked to the person who sent it in and I was like, yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense. There, there are times where I'll be like, oh my God, look at that thing. And I'm yelling into a regulator. So it's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And, uh, and no one, of course, no one ever sees what I'm pointing at. Because and you don't really... You know, on land, when you get excited, you don't realize it. Or when you're starting to get stressed and you're taking deeper breaths, you're not aware of it maybe. But underwater, you're very much aware when you're stressed and when you're excited because of your breath changing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was was another good one. Uh, drift diving with a strong current and flying over a reef. So this goes back to our <laughs> I know flying who one. Put this one. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with 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 them on it. Um, yeah, it's a great feeling to just car- have the current carry you, set your buoyancy, and you just you the ocean itself takes you for a ride and takes you for a little scenic tour across a reef. It's like this person grew up in Cozumel or something. It's like she did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the next one is seeing your buddy's excitement when they see something cool. Yeah, I love that one. Especially, you know, your buddy's excitement or a student's excitement. Yeah, this ties back to what we were talking about last e- last episode about um, you're seeing your students, like, see that thing or do that thing or when they come out of the water and they're super excited about it. Yeah, and I know especially when you're teaching children, so 10 to 12 years old, when they see something cool, they think everything's cool, but they want to point to every single starfish that's there, every single small fish. They just, they're, they're in love with everything. And they, they want you to be in love with everything too. Uh, we got two more. So the second, second to last one is dropping in over a dive site and feeling like a helicopter or a skydiver. Yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, that's absolutely a great feeling. That's a great miss by us because... You're, they're absolutely right. Dropping in, you get that nice like skydiver horizontal position, especially if it's a deep drop. Like you're dropping into mm-hmm. like sixty clear feet of water. Yeah. And you can see all the way to the, the bottom. All, all the way. And you're just like you feel like a slow motion skydiver. I totally yeah. get why why they, why that's a good feeling. No, that that's definitely a miss by us because that's one of my favorite feelings for sure. Especially when it's clear and you can see the bottom and you're dropping in. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I already, I'm like, I seeing this and reading it, I was thinking back to all the dives that I've done that were like that, and I just started missing certain places in the world yeah. uh, that I want to go back to and, <laughs> and do that again. And then the last one um, spoke to me because I'm a photographer, uh, so I had to put it in here, was seeing other people's really cool dive photos. Yeah. 
Um, or like if you didn't bring your camera that day and someone else did and you know that they're getting a really good shot, mm. first thing you do when you get back on the boat or you get back on land is show me that picture, show me that picture, yeah. show me that picture. <laughs> they haven't even looked at it. They haven't downloaded it. They haven't done any editing yet. And they're like, no, I don't kind of don't want to because the raw photos are kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to see in this. Maybe I had the camera face in the wrong way. Who knows? But do you remember that one dive that we went on uh, out to Point Loma and we saw... I think we saw an angel, was it angel shark? Oh, uh, it was or, a banded guitar fish. Oh, it was guitar fish. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That was one of those moments where I knew you were getting a good shot because you had the camera that day. Yeah. And I was really excited to see the shots. And I was positioned really well, too. That was the day we saw the seven gill. That is the day we saw the seven and gill. And of course I didn't it was, say- No, but it came by so fast. It was. It there was, was no way to get it. It was moving and I was faced the wrong way. But yeah, yeah that, that one was pretty cool. Yeah, well, so, all right, so keep the submissions coming in. We'll definitely read them. We'll post them. And we are going to continue having this sort of interaction with you guys. So this episode, too, we're going to ask you guys to send us stuff. Please do, because we love reading it. You and know, listen in listen to hear in. your submission, yeah. too. All right, well, let's talk about your last dive or your last class. And tell me about your routine in the morning before you get there. Okay. Uh, my routine actually starts the night before because... Oh, nice. Okay. So, as you know, a lot of the diving that we do as dive professionals in San Diego mm-hmm. is early morning diving. Yeah. Because, and the reason we do it early morning is because that's where the good parking is. Yeah. If you want to get a good parking spot close to the dive spot... You get there at, what, five? Instructor Jake, what is another reason that we dive early in the morning anywhere? Uh, because the winds are calm and that keeps the waves low. Nice. So that makes, and because we do shore diving, um, you know, having, having lower levels of surf. And what's is maybe another reason that you would dive at dusk or dawn? So think about like the animal activity around dusk or dawn. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, actually, so, so and, and actually to that point, because um, I'm going to talk about, I mean, if I'm talking about my dive routine, I'll talk about the dives I just did as mm, part of my mm-hmm. instructor exam. When we were out there setting the float, um, there were some sea lions playing around. They were, oh. I guess we're having breakfast because right now in San Diego, we're recording this in February and it's the squid run. Right now uh-huh. is at the end of the squid run, so it's when all the squid are coming to to, uh, to spawn, mm-hmm. and they're all laying their eggs out there right now. And, That's cool uh, that you guys got to be a part of that. Yeah, so so of course what happens when the squid spawn, uh, all the sea lions come and try and eat the squid. Mm-hmm. So there were sea lions having breakfast uh, while we were doing that. That's awesome. Um, so because we dive early in the morning, I get my gear set prepped the night before. I have a rolling box that I put all my gear in. Yep. Um, and then my tank lays on top of that, and I have a backpack and my dry suit bag. So I prep all my gear the night before. And that usually, I try to, most most nights I'll get it into my car the night before. Sometimes I'm too lazy to lift it into my car, so I'll just leave it for the next morning. And then I'll prep a bunch of water, some But snacks. it's always important to get your stuff prepped that yeah. morning before. Because yeah. when you're tired and you're kind of groggy in the, morning, in the morning, yeah. yeah, that's when you forget stuff. Absolutely. That's when you forget the mask, you yep. forget yep. like the small things. Or like you it's, forget, the big thing for me that I'm always nervous about forgetting is my my torch that's plugged in so i'm always charging so i'm always charging so torch as in flashlight or whatever dive light um so it's always plugged in in my kitchen and i try to make sure i'm setting my stuff that i'm already like i'll set my keys next to it Mm. to make sure i don't forget it because that's the one thing that i am always like 
okay, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. There's things that you definitely can't forget, yep. especially when we're with students. Absolutely. You know, if it was just Jake and I, like, it'd be nice to have a light, but if I forgot it, it wouldn't be a huge yeah. deal on a daytime dive or a yep. morning dive. But if I'm with students, it's so important to be able to communicate with it's the dive signal. master. It's a signal, yeah. And to also be able to, like, have a way that the students can follow yeah. me. And point out stuff, too, because especially, mm-hmm. like, on those morning dives, maybe the sun's not fully out yet. Maybe there's some more yeah. marine layer. Maybe it's not, you know. And it, the canyon. And the canyon does get a little dark, especially if you're going to do, like, a deep dive or something. You want to have that light, right? So, yeah, light's one. I'm going to I'm going to say another thing is going to be controversial i'm going to get we're going to get some comments about this but i do not drink coffee I know. at all i don't drink coffee ever yeah but people i don't even i don't drink i do drink caffeine i do intake caffeine other yeah. ways but i refuse to have any caffeine before i go diving that's because you're in the dry suit. i'm in a dry suit but not just the dry suit because i could you know i could drink water right and, yeah. and i do drink a ton of water but it's because for me that starts an engine that I can't stop. And if I'm at sixty feet and I gotta go to the bathroom, it is probably fifteen, twenty minutes before I can do that. And then I gotta take the dry suit all the way off because I'm not walking into the bathroom in half a dry suit, putting it down to my ankles. And, and what happens and to our air spaces when we die? <laughs> mm, well, there's that too. So oh, uh, I don't drink any coffee. I definitely I don't like. I just don't like the taste. I know I'm going to get comments about this, but that's fine. I'm prepared for that. But I don't drink coffee in the morning. I don't drink caffeine in the morning. Every now and then, I will bring donuts. Mm. The donuts are a good one, um, but I do feel like if it's a choppy day, then the sugar doesn't always... Mm. Well, the donuts donuts come out in between dives. Donuts are between first and second dive because you don't... Mm. No, I, I agree with you. You don't want um, you don't want your students nauseous. Nauseous sucks because the sugary stuff always is like yeah, it's tough. I usually you need that, that taste. In your yeah, mouth, you usually know? if I bring stuff for people, it'll be some kind of grain. Like I'm a big granola bar person. Like not sweet ones. Like a healthy the Nature Valley ones. Like Nature Valley, something mm-hmm. that's not super sweet. That's very granola grain heavy because that'll also calm down a stomach as well. Does it really? Any kind of grain, like I mean bread. Um, also like potassium. I'm thinking like, like those little ginger chews, you know, the sugary, the sugar gingers. Uh, yeah. We have a, co- we have a colleague that take, that brings those around. I love those things. Yeah. I, I eat them as like actual candy because I think they're delicious. Mm. Yeah. Those help, but, but I, I just always those, try to stay help. away from anything sweet. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So what is your routine? Um, I would say, so let's go. So. Or rather, how is your routine different from mine? Yeah. We because we started I, talking about some of the Yeah. Because I do like similar things where. Usually, so on the first day of diving, because usually we'll do two days back to back, like a Saturday and a Sunday. On a Friday night, I will get everything ready, usually put it in my car before. If I don't put it in my car, I put it right next to my door, like ready to go. Um, Make sure I plug in that battery. I stack all my clothes together, get a towel ready. Anything I'm going to take, I get it all ready to go. Usually, like I said, I stick my favorite favorite before dive meal if I'm going to eat then I'm gonna do peanut butter multi-grain toast with a banana that is always like a really good that's so goddamn healthy 
really, yeah, so that. well, because I've done the donut thing before, I've done like <laughs> sugary breakfast before I dive and I've I've become nauseous. Mm. And the worst thing to be is nauseous with students. After the dive I am pretty hungry and I'll do a granola bar, or maybe even like a beef jerky or something. We talked about this last episode about um the person that brings the good dive snacks. Oh yeah. And how that's always the other people we work with, <laughs> and it's never us. <laughs> Um, I've, I've started look, I mean, to be better about it. I was I thinking about this. About I was it. thinking about this because now I am a an instructor, and I what feel are you gonna, like yeah, are you gonna I don't know. Play? I don't know what. Why? What do I? What? 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 Mm. You know what? Let's throw it out to the audience. I want them to tell me like what should I bring for my students? For students, yeah. Okay, what like should I bring for my students to, to have like as a snack between dives? Tell, give me your thoughts because yeah, that's I would one. love to. I would love to hear about it. Um, yeah, I'd like some new ideas too, because yeah, yeah. everybody does something a little everybody, bit different. Yeah, so yeah, we have we have we have a few different uh, colleagues that do a bunch of different stuff. So yeah, yeah tell us what you, tell us what tell us what what I should do. Yeah, so that's basically my routine. Um, day two is a little bit different because I have wet gear, mm. and so sometimes I'm not always packing that car the night before because I'm giving the gear time to dry. So maybe I'll wake up a little bit earlier, so I'm not as like frantic, frazzled. After dive, you know, I'm always taking a nap, but I always like. Get that gear cleaned. Yeah. Get it gear all clean, out. Gear clean has to happen right after, right when I get home. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. I know. And then your gear either, well, it's usually it still wet and it smells bad. Yeah. So I always do the gear clean right after I get home. For sure. All right. All so right. let's, so we talked about routines. Yeah. Now I want to know about weird habits. So like one of my habits would definitely be I have to do so you don't do coffee but I have to do some kind of energy like whether mm. it's black tea usually I don't do coffee but it has to be like a black tea or some kind of an energy drink um something like that before I especially like with it being so early I just can't <laughs> yeah. no I get that I get that diving like just sort of gets me naturally energized like oh, I could be wow, I could be dead asleep <laughs> hey all right I could be dead asleep before I get to um, before I get to the to the dive site. As soon as I get there, as soon as I get to the boat ramp or whatever it is, uh, as soon as I get there, I am like amped to go. Miles has seen this; she's laughing. No, she's seen no, this, because honestly, where, though, like, we I are. I am the most chipper person. I as soon as I get out of my car, I'm like, "All right, guys, let's go. I'm so ready. Let's have some fun." But I also and think everyone's, that's like, why we're best me. friends. Yeah. I also think that's why we're best friends because like. I do have to have a little bit of something, something to get me there. But once I show up and I see all the friends, I yeah. get so excited. Yeah. And the days that like Jake is not out there, I'm kind of disappointed I, because no one matches my energy. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that I bring some energy. Like I, br- no. I bring the energy. I like hearing that. Yeah, because nobody matches my energy the way you're going to. Because I get out of the car and I'm like, hey guys, like how's it going? What do you have today? What kind of classes are you doing? Are you just yeah. fun diving? What's going on? What's everybody doing in the water today? And everyone's like, hey, hey, hey. Like so, it's 530 in the morning. Yeah, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> But no, and, no, and everyone good. looks at me like that too. They're like, "Dude, <laughs> shut up!" And I'm yeah. like, "No, man, this is awesome. We're going diving." <laughs> and then, so that's sort of my like number one weird habit is I have to talk to everyone near me at oh, the dive site. Oh, yeah, I've that's true. To everybody. And it does like there's some people that are like, "Bro, like I'm trying to brief my class right now. Go away." I'm like, oh no, but, but that's me. Like, no, no, but that's yeah, me. Like yeah. even when you were in the IE, I was, or no, it wasn't the IE. There's the IDC. It was the IDC, and I had a class going on, but they weren't there yet, and yeah. I wanted to hang out because I just told you guys I was mm. kind of sad. I wanted to hang out with everyone, so I was talking to Jake, 
And the course director kind of looked at me like, hey, Miles, we love you, but it's kind of time for you to go. <laughs> yeah, because we, 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 we were all there. We were ready. We were like, all right, let's, let's get in the ocean. Yeah. We had a lot to do that day. Okay, so another weird dive, ha- dive habit for me. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. That's why I just thought about it. When I get in the water, especially on first dive early in the morning, I crack all of my knuckles and bones. I just oh do God. a big oh, stretch. No, don't, don't. Get, that, do, get that voodoo away from so me. I, I, can't, I cannot listen to anyone crack their knuckles. It's, if someone, ugh, if someone knows if that's healthy or not, please leave it in the comments. If it's not healthy, please shout at her because Please tell I me if it. I should stop doing that. If, oh but my God. it always, man, cracking your knuckles underwater, one, I love the way it sounds. It's like... I can hear it so much better. I crack all my fingers. But I love that big stretch when you have the dive gear on and you just kind of stretch out your arms and, you know, give it a little wiggle and you kind of shake your back a little bit. She's enjoying this. I'm in visible discomfort right now. (laughs) And she's just like, yes, I love cracking all my knuckles. And she's doing Uh, it for me. But, you know, if someone's out there there and they just love stretching. You do that that stretch because you're in a wetsuit. I'm in a dry suit, so I can't do this. I can't do the stretch because if I do the stretch... My my wrist might oh, slip or something. And it's just like true. it's more confining. So I don't get that stretch. What I do get though is in the water, I'll like ball up. Oh yeah. I'll go into little balls just so, so I can stretch out like my stretch. lower back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it feels so good. Okay, so, One, I think it's like to stretch out under the pressure. Yeah. But just like being zero gravity mm. feels good to stretch. It does. Okay, so this we is talked a about big this one. already. <laughs> we talked about this already, washing your gear. If I'm on a boat and there's dunk tanks on shore, uh, I don't use them. Why? Because... Because of everybody else? Everybody else is using them. Mm. So the biggest one for me is the wetsuit dunk tank. Mm. And this leads into, I think, the next <laughs> one, the one you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, everyone with... Mm, there are two types of people in this world. There are people who pee in their wetsuits, mm-hmm. and then there's liars. And then there are liars and say they don't pee in their wetsuits. Yes. And then there are two, uh, two of our very good friends Who's... who swear to anything you name that they do not pee in their wetsuits. And I don't think they're liars. No, I don't think they're lying because I have... Because they I, would tell us. They No. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they're doing it as a bit or I don't know what the... Like, if, if the joke is on us, but they will swear to anything that they don't pee in their wetsuits. Um, but, okay, so everyone else is doing it, right? We all agree that pretty much everybody pees in your wetsuit. Yeah. It feels good. It feels... You know, you warm up a little bit. Oh, especially plus, in like, San Diego in yeah, 7 millimeter. Yeah. That's what I do immediately. If people are rinsing their wetsuits in the dunk tank... That dunk tank is now full of piss, and I am not putting it in there. <laughs> I will go. I will like if I'm at a dive resort or something. I will yeah. take it into the shower with me, and I will shower it. Clean. Yeah, no, that's a that's um, a good idea. And then I'll take it back to the dive shop. Be like, oh, I forgot to hang this up. Can you please hang this up for me so it can dry? But also, like in warm water, it's not a. It's not as big a deal. It's you can not just a of, big a deal. Yeah, especially if the wetsuit is yeah. thinner. Yeah, you can just sort of wash the wetsuit. I just pull on the collar mm-hmm. a little bit. Wash yeah, it but out with a the seven mils, you get, before you the get seven mils, it's hard to wash that yeah, out. Yeah. So I don't know a seven mil dunk tank, mm, sketchy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, right. just a dunk tank in tropics, mm, that's okay. I I trust like the camera dunk tanks. Because people are pretty respectful about only putting cameras oh, in them. Oh, yeah. No, the camera ones um, are okay. But, I like, think my regulator and the fine. BCD one. But that one, I'm, less, I'm like, questionable in that one because someone who has thrown a wetsuit into that one at least once. Yeah, but sometimes 
I maybe this is an irrational fear of mine, but whatever. But I've also been to multiple shops where they have multiple different dunk tanks and they're right. labeled. Right. And, and but, so that's like, pretty nice. Well, I'm just saying that I just have this, I just have this, maybe it's just an irrational distrust of humans where I'm like, <laughs> there's no way that someone actually read these and yeah. didn't throw their wetsuit with peanut into the BCD regulator one. And I do not want my regulator in that. But at the same time, so at the same time, I would rather have my gear rinsed off hmm. than not rinsed off than anything else. Yeah, fair. Like no, if I'm fair. on that's if fair. I'm on if I'm on vacation and there's one option to make sure that my gear is not sitting with salt water, Damn. with any kind of like contaminant that yep. was in that water, then I'm definitely gonna do it. Yeah, fair enough. So I I would say like, you know, to the people out there that are new to diving, make sure that whatever option you have, use that over yeah. not Rinse. washing your gear. All right, um, so last one for weird habits. Give me your last one. Okay, my last one, and this I put this on the list because this is something that someone called me out for recently, <laughs> which is every time I do a deep water entry, it could be in the pool, the ocean, wherever I am, every time I do a back roll, a giant stride or something, I have to make some stupid comment. <laughs> like, I, the last time I said cowabunga into the pool and someone went, seriously <laughs> like you're in you're going into a seven foot pool what are you talking about i was like no trust me like this is how i have to go it's into the your pool good like luck that. it's, it's your a good luck, luck thing i don't know and i do it through my regulator too so it just comes out <laughs> it just comes out like a seal noise um, i started so i don't do it in the obviously not in the ocean yeah. but i think it's short um no but in the classroom in the pool yeah. i've started so everybody will be in I'll have a dive master in there. Yeah. They're kind of waiting for me. I'm the last person in. And I'll tell my students, like, okay, what do you want What do you want me to do? Do you want me to do a back roll? Do you want mm-hmm. me to do a giant stride? What do you guys want to back see? Backflip. Every time, backflip. Oh, I know. I never do a backflip for them, obviously. But um, I say, okay, whatever you want me to do, you have to score me when I get mm-hmm. in. And okay. so I've had them, like, give me scores. And they'll be like, 10 out of 10. Or I have that one guy that's like, I think you could do better. I'll give it an eight. The class clown. The class clown. Every every class has one, and usually he's funny. So I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. So we did habits. Now I want to hear traditions, traditions that you have to do that makes it a good dive, that makes it a good day. Yeah. Okay, so this is the, this one's, I think, the most important one. I was talking to one of our colleagues about this um, after the IE um, it's something that you don't really get taught in the classes much, but it's something that I think is really important that like I'm going to incorporate into when I teach classes, mm-hmm. and that's tipping. Your dive boat, your dive, your operator, whoever it is, mm-hmm. tip them. They have long memories. If you ever want to be on that boat again, <laughs> uh, if you ever go back to that shop again, if you ever get back on that boat again, they will remember who tips and who doesn't. And if you if your gear breaks and you don't tip that previous dive for whatever reason they will be less likely to help you out. Well, let's just like reiterate that, again, we work in the service industry. Right. Diving is a service. It is like a recreational thing. Yep. So you tip, is, it's usually you think about like 20% of, you know, whatever you are paying for that fun dive. Yeah. And you want to think about like, okay, ask the dive master, like, hey, are you going to tip out the captain or should I tip the captain? Yeah. Or, like, it, do I give everything to you? Or, you know, you just want to be, like, open and honest about that stuff. Yeah. And if you're ever taking a class, ask your instructor, ask the dive master, like, yeah. hey, what's the tipping protocol? Do you guys do yeah. tips? Do I give it to the shop? Like, what's, what's up with that? Yeah, most dive boats will, on the way back to the harbor, 
the last thing they do after they get you out of your gear, get the tanks lined up, get your gear packed away, they're going to bring out the tip jar. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be obvious, but there will be somebody on the boat watching that tip jar. And they will know. <laughs> they will know. And I've talked to, I've talked to boat captains about this um, when I was in Hawaii. And I know one of the captains here, too. And he's like, yeah, I know exactly. Like, from each, like, my last 10 trips, I know who, I know who tips well. I know who doesn't tip. If you want to go on that boat more than once or you think you might go back on that boat, yeah. definitely worth it. I, I say a minimum 15 bucks a dive. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, um, I think that's just because pretty, I think that's pretty solid. Yeah, because you're not just paying for, uh, you, you know, you're not just tipping out the guy, the guide that took you around, maybe, but you're also tipping out the captain, the other d- dive masters that stayed on the boat that yeah. helped out, maybe the person you didn't see. Um, but you want to make them feel appreciated. We are in the service industry. Absolutely. When I just think like, think about the things that they did for you. Like, did they set up your gear? Yeah. Did they bring out snacks? Did they put your fins on for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did they give you extra weight when you're in the water? Yeah. But also like instructor wise. And when you're taking a class, did that instructor like go out of their way to yeah. really help you? Did they bring did, extra snacks? Did they bring an extra mask? Did they make case? it a fun experience? Yeah. And Cause like, we like, mm-hmm. we have an obligation to teach you, right? But we want to make it fun for you. And the yeah. more fun we can make it for you, the better we feel about it. But we won't know. We, I mean, we can sort of tell that you're having fun. But the way we know that you had fun, the way that we know that it was worth something to you, is if you show us that it was worth something to you. Mm. So I like I. To me, it's like the biggest sort of dive industry tradition, unwritten rule, unwritten rule whatever you want to call it. With that being said, like another one that's like all divers everywhere I think is just being friendly to other divers on the boat you know there's people who talk to people in the boat and then there's people that just kind of keep to themselves I think I lean more to keeping to myself more than anything else Jake is definitely a I'm talker. The, I'm the opposite. I talk to everybody. I'll he be like, talks hey, how's to it going? everyone. You've been on this boat before. You, you I, I've talked to. It depends. It depends on how I'm feeling. Especially maybe I met those people at like the hostel that we're staying at. Oh sure, yeah. And then I would definitely like talk to them, but it's hard sometimes. I've been on dive boats where I have a buddy. And then I've been on dive boats where I have to find a buddy. And so that's always... You definitely talk more when you're trying to find a buddy. Because you're trying to be... I, at least, I mean, I definitely do. Because you're trying to pick the right one. And you're trying to pick the right one. You're trying to figure out, all right, who's got good experience? Who's got similar experience? Mm. That, you know, one of us isn't going to be dragging the other across the entire dive. And you also don't want to accidentally buddy up with, like, the macro photographer who's going to sit in the same spot for 40 minutes. Well, I was going to say If you want to go explore the dive. That's what I... The big thing I was going to mention is that, like... Make sure you pick someone that has a similar interest of you. So, like, does that person want to see macro and look for macro? Or are they going to try to find big things and they're going to look in the holes with you and everything like that? Absolutely. Um, And all divers are pretty much friendly. This is not, like, especially because there's so much communal trust underwater where you can't talk. On the surface, everyone, I mean, with the exception of relatively few divers... um, and even if someone's not talking to you, it doesn't mean they're not friendly. Yeah. And it doesn't it just mean means they, maybe they're waiting. And for it you to, doesn't yeah. even mean that like they won't be a really good diver, or good dive buddy. Right. It just means that like they, you know, maybe they they're just tired. maybe they're just waking up too. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe they're like all of our colleagues that I bother every morning. Yeah, but um, I think like with that being said, after the dive, you would definitely have a good conversation with someone, even if absolutely. they're really quiet, and then lead into 
possibly post-dive drinks, post-dive food, which is... I talked about this last episode, too. That first beer after a dive. Another dive tradition. Top five feeling in the world. Yes. It's such a... It's it's sort of just a communal thing, especially, like you like you mentioned, if you're staying at the hostel yeah. resort with you. I've, do, I've been to a few dive resorts where you get off the boat and you go have lunch or you go have... Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to your... You go back to your room, you shower, and you go to dinner. So at dinner... Everybody that was on, you know, you're just having dinner mm-hmm. with everybody that was on your boat. Yeah, that's so always course, really fun. So, of course, what else are you going to talk about? You're going to yeah. talk about the dives you just went on. And also, like, don't feel pressured. Like, a lot of divers are drinkers, and yeah. they go get beers and everything. But don't feel pressured that if you're not a drinker, it's still fun to go and hang out and talk about that dive. Or hydrate. Talk about, yeah, just hydrate, hydrate, for sure. Hydrate whatever, you know, water. And um, just, like, you know, feel included. Yeah. And feel like if yeah. you have something that you want to talk about and, like, get more into diving, like yeah. make sure, try your best to participate. I want to get onto some of the smaller ones though. Okay. Um, something that I've noticed just cause I've done some traveling. I know you have too. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everywhere you go, they, they take stickers from their, like from their home dive shop mm-hmm. and they put them all over the walls, yeah. the ceiling, the like all over the boat, whatever it is, they put them all over other dive shops. Yeah. I need to get some for Bali. So I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah right. so I'm going to Bali, Bali soon. And I'm sure there's already, like, Ocean Enterprises ones, but I am definitely going to, yeah. like, stock up and yeah. bring some. That'll be you fun. Should get, you should get some stickers. I need to get some, too. And I think, so, case. another thing, not only the stickers, but I personally look at people's mask straps. Oh, like the um, the neoprene ones? Yeah, that like the, the neoprene on ones. Yeah. And so, I know that maybe you don't collect them from every dive shop, but I think it's interesting to see where people are from so if that's your home shop so like I still have my old one from when I was an open water student because I love it it's perfect it's was that from Kansas yes that's hilarious and it says like adventure sports Kansas on it that's so funny and I've worn it all over Central America and everything and it's so worn it's actually starting to tear so I'm gonna get a new one from our shop that's so funny I but I I might wear the Kansas one in Bali like you should wear the Kansas one in Bali just because that would be and it's also like a conversation starter I think it's really funny oh yeah absolutely if you're wearing gear or logos from other dive shops Mm -hmm. around the world and you're in a different part of the world it's absolutely like a conversation starting to be like oh where 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 are you coming from what's the story there that's a lot of fun yeah okay so i think the i think the last one is the best one the last one has to be the best one and it's going to be something that you guys if you don't comment about anything else in the comments comment about this yes and tell us if you need to hear about if you plan to do it if you've done it and what your your experience or opinion on doing it hundred dive every hundred dives Naked or no? Miles has done this. I've never done it. I didn't know it was a thing <laughs> until after my 200th dive. Um, I got back on the boat and I said to the captain, I was like, that was my 200th dive. And the captain goes, why aren't why you are naked? You, why aren't you naked? And, and I looked at him and I went, what? <laughs> and, and it was sort of, it was ironic because my dry suit had actually leaked on that dive. So I felt naked. I felt I was freezing my nuts off. <laughs> That's funny. But um, it was here in San Diego. But I, I never heard of this every hundred dives you dive naked. Yeah. Um, I know you've done it. So I did it on my 100th. I didn't do it on my 200th because I was actually with a class. I wasn't supposed to be, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. It just yeah, ended right. up to be that way. But... On my 100 dive, I definitely dove naked, and I just dove for fun. Um, I was in Costa Rica. I dove completely naked for 25 minutes. What I did is I went down with a group of guys that were all my friends, but they're also, like, my guy friends. And so we all go down together, and they go off and do some other skills or something. They were doing something. I don't remember. 
it wasn't like we had customers. It was like the dive shop crew. Yeah. And so they go the other way. And then I took my BCD and everything off, set it on like a rock or I don't know. On the sand, on the bottom somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then I stripped down, put my swimsuit in my BCD pocket and just swam around all naked as can be. And then around 20, 25 minutes, I was like, okay, I'm pretty cold. So I surfaced. Um, I expected to surface alone because it was such a short dive. And I come up, everyone's on the surface already. All my guy friends. I'm like, oh. Like six other dudes are just on the surface waiting for you. Uh, yeah. And I'm <laughs> butt naked. And I told them, and I, scream, it, and I scream across the water. I'm like, just letting you know, I'm still naked. So and, if you could keep and your they all, distance. They weren't looking, but they are now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to get everything back on and not drop it. We're both coming up on Dive 300. Yes. So we want to know, have you done this 100 dive naked thing? If so, how did it go? And then for our 300th dive, I don't think we're going to do it together um, because I think we're going to be in different places when it happens. Mm. Um, But should we do it? How should we do it? Where should we go? We can't. I'm not doing it in San Diego. Is there a fun tradition is that there, we should yeah, do? Is there some other tradition that I can do? Because I'm mm-hmm. not doing it naked in San Diego. It's too cold. And <laughs> I think I will, I will have negative bits by the time we're done. Um, so, yeah. T- give me some other tradition that I can do for my 300th dive. Uh, and with that, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, thank so, you guys so much for listening again. I hope you enjoyed. And please, like, any comments you have yep. about this, any ideas, anything like that, please. Like, subscribe, like, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Um, and yeah, we let will us know. talk to you guys then, again soon. Yeah, remember any comments? Yep. Send throw them to, to Free Descent Podcast. Podcast on Instagram. See you guys soon.